All right. It is another installment of Stay Uncomfortable. It's that time. It's that time. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Uh, bro, you are Dr. O. No. <laughs> You're not no. going to do it? Not no, gonna, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do the Dr. O thing? I'm not right. a doctor yet. All right. We Before we started recording, he was experimenting with a name that he was going to coin. He said, listen to Dr. O. And I'm like, hmm. He's like, nah. I went to school for psychology, but I mean, I didn't go. I went. I didn't graduate. Bro, you're going to school for psychology. You're yeah. just taking a little, you know, time in between. That's all it is. Yes, sir. You know, but uh, yeah, my name is Johan. This is your boy, Oscar. And this is Stay Uncomfortable. The podcast where we... We love staying uncomfortable. We love being uncomfortable. I don't, though. That's but where, it's, that's but where it's, the character is built. It's necessary, though. I don't like staying uncomfortable. It's necessary. Yes, but, sir. Bro, what is the brokest you've ever been? <laughs> the brokest I've ever been? Yeah, what's the brokest you've ever been? Um, One time I was at... I say, I, I say this story all the time. Right. One time I was at Wendy's, and this was like before inflation, and I was just there. I was like... I looked at my bank account and I had like four dollars and like thirty-five cents, something like that. And I go to Wendy's and I'm like, let me get a four for four. And they're like, okay, cool. What do you want to drink? I'm like, okay, let me get a pink lemonade, strawberry lemonade. And they're like, your total is like like four thirty something. Like four, literally, like it was like a cent off, it was like four thirty-six. And I'm like, okay, thank you, never mind. And I just nah. left. <laughs> <laughs> and Wait, I just left. Oh my god, bro! No, no, no! Hold up! I don't think that's worse than mine, though. Go ahead, go. Oh my god, bro! I don't even. All right, so mine also drives a dr- involves a drive-through. Of course, he's always in the drive-through. Right? Hungry dudes, oh, we hungry dudes always be in the drive-throughs. Listen, man, listen. I was driving my 1996 Toyota Camry. Oof! My Toyota Camry. That was the best vehicle I've ever had. I think we mentioned it in the previous podcast. Yeah, it was a legend. Maybe. It was the legend. But I was in my irresponsible era. Okay. In my irresponsible era. I remember. Yeah. So uh, by the time this is happening, my car door doesn't close properly. It doesn't have a handle either. It doesn't have a handle. Does the window go down? The window doesn't work. Yeah, there you go. So I have to open the car door to order. My brother, which I'm going to blame Josue for this. My brother took out my battery to jump it for some reason, and he didn't tighten it. So the battery with the vibrations of the vehicle, which, by the way, was loosening. It was loosening up. So the car wouldn't turn off. But when I turned the car off, it didn't want to. And then there was a a, a gasket leak. It was. No, it this was, happened all in a drive through Yeah. Th- you don't even know. Hold on. <laughs> and then there's an exhaust leak. It sounded super loud. So here's where all of that comes into play. I bring my car to the drive through I'm super hungry. I say, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to go to McDonald's. And I'm going to get myself a good meal. Whatever. No Big Mac. Budget. Little... No. Budget is $5. Oh, okay. The budget is $5. Are we looking okay. at two McChickens? Yeah. Hold on. Hold. I don't know what I ordered because I was not. In, I was all over the place. And it was 12 o'clock at night. And this is back. This is before COVID. So McDonald's was 24 hours. Mm. And you know how those lines used mm-hmm. to get at McDonald's at that time. Bro, 
the line was so long, it looked like they were giving free money in the drive-thru. All right. I, I can attest to that. It's my turn. I pull up. The exhaust. So so I can't roll my window down, so I have to open the door. Right. So basically, I have to kick the door open. Yeah. The exhaust is so loud that I have to turn the car off so that they can hear me in the <sighs> drive-thru window. And then <laughs> when I order, the car doesn't want to turn back on. Were you alone? <laughs> no one. Oh, I was by myself. Yeah, I was by myself. But here, here I am. <laughs> here I have to go to the drive-thru. I have to open up the hood in the middle of the drive-thru, mad people behind me, hook up this battery again, and turn the car on. Bro, it was terrible. When I got to the drive-thru. That is like an that is that's like an introvert's worst nightmare. It is. It is. I my anxiety was through the roof because I just saw the little lights from the camera recording. You was hot. Everybody you was, was recording. Beat. Oh, they, I was giving them a good a good time. They were recording me. They wasn't mad. I wasn't bro. mad. So. Bro, I pull up to the drive window and they're like, "Here you go, bro. Don't worry about it." They just gave it to me. They just gave you the free food. They gave me the free food. And I'm not as well. Bro, I'm like I am never going to be in this situation ever again. So until I was able to get a, a different car, I didn't go back to a drive-thru. At least not in your car. Bro, why do we do this to ourselves? What? Why do we, when we're young, why are we so financially, I'm not even going to say financially illiterate. We're just stupid. We're irresponsible. Money. We're just irresponsible because I was working in Amazon and I didn't have that many bills. You know what it is, though? When we like I said it one time, when we first get that sense of like that first job with real money, you know, you give nine like at that time, what was it like 2015, 2014? Yeah, you give a nine hundred dollar check to an eighteen year old, he's gonna go crazy. She or he is gonna go crazy. He's gonna be gone. And they're just swiping, swiping, swiping. Now you swipe and you check literally like a second later to see like okay where am I at? Yeah. But you just swiping, swiping. Next thing you know, you try swiping. Eh, eh. Bro, I was so scared of I was so scared of my financial irresponsibility that I didn't even want to check my bank account. It's like I didn't want to see what's going on. But see, that wasn't your fault though, that card thing. It, it, like it doesn't really mean that you were broke, you know. I mean, the budget was still five dollars. That's true. I and, mean, people with money even budget now. So and, and here's another question. Why was I in a drive thru wasting money where I could have spent the money that I was gonna be there even to buy the handle for the car that it didn't have a handle. Hey man, bro, we we really need to encourage young men everywhere to be a little bit more, a little bit more thoughtful with their finances, a little bit more thoughtful because I never really had which before I lie in four K. My my dad always tried to make me you know as financially. Uh, responsible as possible right pops really he did he did help me he was like why don't you check your banking after every transaction you should you should know how much you have left in your bank account. yeah and i'm like man i can i know what's in there boom decline by a lot too by then a you lot. go negative by like a mm -hmm. few hundred what speaking from experience oh my god i don't want to do you want to talk about that we got questions to get, but I, I mean, got, I'll, go, I'll go into go, it, but bro, I don't we know. We got time. Go ahead. I don't know. It's just like, 
Nah, I don't know. I don't know. No, it's, 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 it's real transparency. Like, it's real transparent because, uh, you know, a lot of people, sometimes a lot of people know you and they think that you have something. Yeah. And it is a bit of an ego boost and you kind of live in that shadow of what you kind of, what the words are saying about you. Yeah. But it's not really true. And, like, I've been in my moments, like, like I've been stuck full on fit. I got a Nike fit on with, like, some $200 shoes stuck because I have no gas in my tank. Bro, I've had to call off of work because I don't got gas in my tank. Yeah. Bro, do, do, I just want the... the There's list. nothing more uncomfortable than being broke. Being between a rock and a hard place. Yeah. And literally, like, not having any options. Like... Bro, let me take it a step further. There's nothing more embarrassing than being broke without having to be broke. Yeah. Because if we analyze, we had no need of being that broke. Especially me, because you were you would splurge on clothes and stuff. I didn't even do that. All of my money went to food, bro. To food. I had the, yo, bro, what you doing? Uh, you want to go out to eat? Oh, I don't got money. I didn't ask you if you had money. I got you. I should have asked more people if they had money. I should. Imagine how much money we'd have if we were to really, like, you know, just taking all that money and done something. Bro, imagine how fit I would be if I didn't spend yeah. all that money on food. I remember when we used to go to Sheets at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and I would make those disgusting-ass burritos. They were gross. They were gross. I'm just like, man, put guac in there, put sour cream in there, put everything in there. And then my brother was like, bro, you're going to kill yourself. You're he gonna, ate it. You're going to die. He ate it. He didn't care. And I, and I did it. And now I'm paying for the consequences. But, I mean, it's good because, you know, we do this podcast anyway to teach. It's yeah. good at a young age to indulge and, you know, just you work hard, you know, you enjoy yourself. But let, you know, don't let that carry on to your adult years because you will suffer. You know, just get it out of your system. Do the vacations. Do the expensive clothes. Do the nice vehicle. Do the nice wheels on your vehicle. Just spend it on your girl. I mean, that's never going to stop. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, you know, it's good to do that. But just also be, you know, use that as a lesson to then just in the future be like, okay, now I can relax. Now I can worry about saving. Now I can get my credit up there. Now I can worry about buying a house. I'm doing, you know, and investing. I just think think it's all about balance, bro. It's all about balance. Because, again, we are trying to be different in what we advertise to young men. Yeah. Young men everywhere. Uh what are they hearing? Let, let's talk about music right now. I am not one person to censor what people listen to. Yeah. I believe in, you know, do whatever you're going to do because just because some random guy on TikTok or on a podcast told you not to, you're going to do what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And even me, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to say I don't hear or listen to certain influential music, but, but what is the mainstream music that we hear nowadays? Rap, hip hop, all that stuff, right? I love that music. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying don't listen to that. However, what is rap culture mainly promoting? Vanity. Vanity. It's promoting show off what you got. Chains, grills, cars, woman, money. Every yo. It, every rap video for a new and upcoming artist always has the brother flashing Benjamins. Yeah, always. Well, that's part of the business. You know, you gotta, you gotta look like money. People, people don't want to click on a video that's a guy looking 
bummy. No, no. And, and, and the, bro, the demand is so high that there are people who make a living off of renting money. Yeah. Like, you can rent money for a video. You yeah. can rent fake chains that look real. Or you can even rent a real piece Yeah, for the videos. And it's and like... the cars, too. The cars, everything. Like, how... The cars, I understand. Mm. You know, that's... I, I get the cars. But how vain... Have we become in society that we are prom- supplying the demand to rent out bills? Like, bro, just get the fake. You can get fake money on Amazon. On Amazon, yeah. But nah, we're going to pay for the real stuff as if people are going to care or notice the difference. I'm sure it's a bit of an ego downer when you got to give that money back. It is. It is. Like, like, okay, here, sir. Thank you. Here's your 20 bands. No. Son. But, but here's where I'm going with this. Here's where I'm going with mm-hmm. this. Uh, the the music that we listen to, the music videos that we see, the movies that we watch, the TV shows that we watch, you you already know, they promote, show off to other people, try to impress other people, try mm-hmm. to give other people the the you know the the sense that you got it. And the funny thing about it is, other people don't really care. No, they don't really care. No. Because it's a chain. Because then you have something. Yeah. I look at you, get the little taste of envy, and now I want what you have. I feel like the... Exactly. And I feel like the only only people that really do care about that are people who have, like, inferior, inferiority complex. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I want to have what that guy has. Yeah. I want to have that. And little do you know that the guy who's driving that BMW i8, mm-hmm. a, a, a beautiful vehicle... Is at his neck with, like, is debt drowning in debt. Yeah. Like, he don't know how he's going to pay rent. Yeah. And he's going to have to decide either he gets evicted or repo. And that just that reminds me of this one time. I forgot. Somebody told me the story. I think it was your brother. And he said that he was putting gas um, in a turkey hill here. That wasn't important information. But in a turkey hill. And there was a guy driving a BMW. Very nice car. BMW. And he was next up to pump the gas right after him. And you know how right after, like, it says the number. Yeah. Like, I put $5 of gas. I've done that. That's different, though. What were you driving? Oh, <laughs> that's true. Oh, wait, wait. So the caveat here is he's driving this six-figure vehicle. Possibly. And he don't got enough money to put to put the gas, gas in the vehicle. That is... Tough. Not only that, but his back windshield was also cracked and broken. <laughs> See, this is what I'm saying. Our priorities are all over the place. Yeah. Our priorities are... Are so bad, which I, I was talking to you about this the other day. When our priorities are not aligned to what they have to be aligned, in my opinion, God. Mm-hmm. When our priorities are not aligned with God, everything that is a bad idea is going to seem like a good idea. Yeah, and then it just ends up like kind of crumbling. It it does. Because then, like, if you really think about it, it's like a it's like a snowball effect. You, you let's say you go ahead and get a six for your car that you can't afford. Yeah. You get the car. Now you're in debt. Now you're behind on your house bills because you got to pay the car. Mm-hmm. Now your wife is angry because you're behind on the house bills. Yeah. And now, and you see how everything just kind of starts just falling. Yeah. It, it, All because you wanted to impress people. It crumbles in a in a dramatic way. Yeah. Like every, just like you want everybody to know that you got it. Eventually, everybody's going to know that you don't. That you don't got it. And that's sad. And and here's what I'm trying to encourage here. Young men, if you aspire to get married, 
this is the best time for you to get to get it together with money because it is not easy L- listen let me tell you something the third leading cause of divorce is finance money the third leading cause of divorce is money if that doesn't scream at you yo get it together then i don't know what will exactly and even if and even if your goal isn't thinking about marriage you know how impressive it really is to see a 22 23 year old yeah with like his own house yeah yeah i bought this house when i was 23 stability young men this is a tip for the young men stability is attractive Stability is very attractive. Listen st- to the right woman. Say it again. Stability, stability is very attractive to the right woman. Yes. If you are a stable man, believe me, the type of woman that will go after you, they're not gonna be gold diggers. They're not gonna be somebody else's baby mama. No. You 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 get what you are. So if your energy is stability and you're on the headed on the right path. You're going to eventually come across somebody who wants the same things in life as you. Yeah. Because that's the energy you, G, you give out. Yeah. And I'm going to say this. I'm just going to put a parenthesis in there. Sometimes the best woman that can come into your life is going to be a baby mama. Hey, you never know. You never know. Shout out to all my single mothers out there and single dads. You know. Yeah, doing your thing. Doing your thing. Uh, sometimes a stable man or a stable woman can be the best thing to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of different dynamics and all that stuff, but it's true what my brother Oscar is saying. Stability is very attractive to the right person. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've also noticed a culture where a lot of women, let's talk about that for a second. A lot of women pursue men who show off, who can show off, because they just want to use their man to flaunt something that they don't have right to their friends yeah and men do the same thing but instead of with women's finances they do it with her body oh look at the type of woman that i got to show it to their bros Mm -hmm. and it's like that that is a horrible foundation for a relationship to start in Mm -hmm. terrible and it happens and and women do go through this a lot and you know again we're not here bashing women but i've seen so many examples where uh women are waiting for a million or some guy with money to come rescue them. Meanwhile, you know, you don't have nothing together. Yeah. You don't like working. You don't have your own house. You don't even drive, honey. Yeah. And you, you, know, you, you you expect a millionaire to come get you where you're at while my man is over here on business trips and, you know, it shows. You know, this is this is the one time where I will say the question, what do you bring to the table is acceptable. This mm-hmm. is the one situation mm-hmm. because... You want a high-value man. Right. Are you a high-value woman? You want a high-value woman. Are you a high-value man? Right. And here's the thing, which I don't want this to get lost in the lines. Your money does not make you high-value. No, it's not that. Nope. It's not about what you possess. It's not what's in your pockets or in your bank account. Mm -hmm. How's your temper? How do you respond when things get tight? Integrity. How's Where's your integrity? Yeah. Are you a man that your woman can feel safe around? Not just physically, but emotionally. Exactly. 
are you a woman that your man can leave in the house or, or whatever and you know that he's not going to come home to another man yeah are you a woman that will hold it down if your man ever is is not mm. able to do so i can testify to that my wife did that for me mm. my wife I, in, in 2020 i got laid off because of the pandemic laid off i was breaking my head trying to find a job that was suitable for our needs because you can't just get any job. Right. Right. I'm not just going to start a job and then, two weeks, like and, and then in two weeks, like, Oh, I got a better job. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to do that. My wife said, babe, I'm working. I am making not enough, but barely enough. For, we're we're going to be able to eat. We're not going to get out of the house. Don't get just any job. Wait around a little bit and apply for good jobs. Right. And, she held it down in this house. She, she, I was able to count on her financially. That would hurt a lot of men's egos. Exactly. Like a lot of men cannot, under, can, cannot fathom the thought of another woman that's, you know, bringing in the money. There's a lot of men who feel insecure because their woman makes even more money than they do. I wish. Man, babe, Car- Carmen, make, make the money, bro. If you want to make that money... Make that money. I'm your biggest fan. That's a fact. And, and and but but again, my wife is a high value woman not because of the money that she brought, but because of her willingness to keep the household going. I can count on her. And, and she I, and she makes you a better man. Like hell yeah, she makes me a better man. Everybody who knows me personally can see how different of a man I am after my wife came into my life. Right. Like my brother just looks at me. She he goes, I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. <laughs> and. and t- to some degree, that's a little bit embarrassing. A little bit embarrassing. However, it's fine. It's totally fine. What I'm trying to say is the value that you bring is not material. It is integral. Who are you as a person? Exactly. And sometimes, I'll say this, a woman that has nothing is a higher value woman than a millionaire man. Yeah. And sometimes men who all they do is work, 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 work like Rihanna, 12, 14 hours a day, mm-hmm. and they bring home 500 bucks a week, which is not enough to survive anymore in this economy. They are more high value men than a woman who has her own thriving, booming business. Mm-hmm. Because again, I keep saying this, a lot of people have more money than they have character. And that's a problem. Damn. I'm going to put that in a book, I promise you. I believe it. A lot of people have more money than they have character. And, and, and then we go back to wanting to inspire young men and women everywhere who are listening to this and watching this. You need to focus on getting your stuff together now. I'm not trying to, you know, throw a, a wet blanket over your, your party age. Yeah, we're not trying to ruin, you know, the fun. Exactly. Have fun. In fact, I encourage you to do so. Don't just be, oh, got to work, got to save, got to work, got to save. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember when we were kids, my brother and I, we were polar opposites. Everything that came into my pocket, I wanted to spend. And everything that came into his pocket, he wanted to save. And that shows now. Yeah. That's crazy. And then my my, my uncle, my uncle, he, he came to us and he was like, listen, kids, as you know, which a weird thing to say to, to 11, I don't know, we were like 13 years old. A weird thing to say to those as you know, I'm a millionaire. And I'm like, okay, where are you going with this? <laughs> he, yeah, he told us, listen, to my brother, listen, it is important that you learn how to spend. And then he looked at me and he said, it is important that you learn how to save. 
you need to have balance. Mm-hmm. And right now, a grand majority of men are not able to find that balance because yeah. they want to splurge it all. Bros, I can't. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I have a cousin who his paycheck was less than what he spent that night at the club. Friday night, Dang. he gets paid. He spent the entire paycheck and then, and then some, some in the club. There yeah. has to come a point where we wake up and it cannot be when it's too late. Because that, that's when you're going to have your wife looking at you and saying, what did I get myself into? That is the last place you want your wife to be in. Yeah. How do I get out of this? But that's besides the point. Uh, we want men to do better. Simple. We want men to do better. Hard, do but better. simple. It, it's hard, but simple. Yeah. I want men to understand that the modern, uh, what you call it? The modern format for men to follow is not adequate for marriage. Because right now, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now. The men that I'm talking to, if they're single or married, my purpose is for marriage to be a priority and to know how to keep it running. Yeah. That is who I'm talking to. Not perfect, Not. but know what you got to do. Make your wife happy. Yeah. Make your wife secure. The woman that I am speaking to right now, I want you to know I am not telling you to be a trophy wife. In fact, I hate that term, the trophy wife. You are not an object. You are a human being. But as a human being, you should attribute positive things to your husband's life, not yeah. negativity. That whole be his peace, you have no idea how important that really is. Yeah. The last thing you want to do is, is to receive your husband coming home from work, yelling at him because he didn't pick up a sock. Let that man breathe. Yeah. He's been pro- he, he probably had to deal with more stupid people at his job. Are you going to be another super person he has to deal with? That's harsh, but yeah. It's harsh. Brothers, man, probably like on his way to work. Like I'm glad I'm get to be home where it's peaceful, and then you know, boom, here here comes a wet blanket. Yeah, and then to to the men out here listening to me, your your wife or your girl has probably dealt with her fair share of stupid men in the past. Are yeah. you going to be yet another stupid man that she has to deal with? So there there's a lot of of internal work that we have to do, you know. And speaking of internal work. There's a lot of people who are reaching out to me and they're asking questions as to, uh, you know, how to navigate their marriage, resonating with my videos, issues that they have in their marriage. So right now we're going to read a few of those questions. I chose three, which, by the way, we're going to do this going forward. Uh, We're going to read the questions that you send me. And and if you're a subscriber to the lives, you're going to be priority on that, by the way. So if you want to subscribe to that, go right ahead. Yes, sir. You should I start? Yes. All right, so you should have put, like, the people that did this, the questions. You shout them out. No, no, no. Uh, they asked for anonymity. Oh, okay. Yeah. I respect that. <laughs> so the first question is, I've been with the same guy for five years, and no matter what job I do, where I go, anywhere, he's always accusing me of cheating. Son. All right. Emotional damage. Let, let's address that one first. Let's address that one first. So your man is always accusing you of cheating. No matter where she goes. No matter no. where you go. There's a lot to unpack here. Number one, is your man a victim of adultery? That's what I was going to say, trauma. 
Is he is he a victim of trauma? Has he been cheated on in the past by a woman who he thought would never do him dirty like that? Because that's another thing. We have to... I am not justifying this in any way, shape, or form. No. Not justifying it. No. But if your man is a victim of that, that is a very hard thing to come back from. In fact, the fact that he's even in a long-term relationship with you shows that maybe he has come a long way. Yeah. But he still has trust issues. Second question. Have you done anything that would warrant his confusion or his distrust of you? Mm -hmm. Again, not accusing you. I'm just asking the clear questions. Have you done something that maybe to you isn't a big deal? Maybe like just, I don't know, texting another. Because that's the thing. When you when you at a certain level of trauma, it's kind of like the little things will trigger it. Like even if it's like liking another man's picture on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. When the trauma is so, is that of that magnitude. Mm-hmm. Like the littlest. You got to understand who you're working with too. Yeah. You, you got to know the person that, you know, that you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, anything could just set it off. It can, and and not just that he can see like the patterns, mm-hmm. like okay, <laughs> the previous wife I had, she started, I don't know what's a good example, going to the gym. Mm-hmm. She started going to the gym without me. I trusted her. I didn't. She didn't have any reason to mm-hmm. to to not you know have my trust. Right. And then, I notice that she starts going for longer hours. I notice that she is coming back. She. I see no progress in her <laughs> physically. And then turns out she was sleeping with the trainer. She was getting a different workout. She was getting she was burning calories elsewhere. Yeah. And then that can traumatize a man. Now, if you if, if he is not a victim of cheating and you are not doing anything to warrant that distrust from his then I suggest counseling. I suggest counseling anyway. Yeah. But I don't know, man. That's a that's a tough spot to be in. I could not be in a house where every little thing I do is questioned. But that's also a tough spot for both parties. Because what if he doesn't want to be that way? Then that brother needs counseling. Oh, 100%. He needs, I agree. He needs individual counseling and then marriage counseling. He needs individual counseling to figure out what's going on with him inside and then the marriage counseling so he can cut that out. And so he can like again if you if you have never done anything just so he can trust you more. If it's something that, you know, if you're somebody who goes who's going out more, invite him, you know, invite him say hey, you want to come with me, mm-hmm. you know, and it's the little things like if you really love your partner and you really don't want to see that person triggered or hurt, this might seem like an extreme to some people, but you know, if you're somewhere just Send him a flick. But don't you think that that's enabling it, though? Like, I understand what you're saying. Like, if if you are in the headspace of helping this person. Right. If you're not, if you say, okay, maybe he has a problem and he needs my trust. Right. Whatever. Assuming that you didn't do anything, because if you did something and he's still with you, then in my opinion, you are required to do these things. Well, yeah. Because you don't just get to say, oh, he's jealous. No, sis, you you provoke that jealousy. That comes from somewhere, you yeah. Know? But if you didn't do anything, then, and, and again, you're willing to help him out. I understand the, hey, listen, I'm, I'm over here. I'm doing this, whatever. But then to a certain point, for me, it becomes like enabling or or it becomes possessive. It's like you're giving somebody the, the right, which... 
I don't know. I'm married. My wife, she does have the right to know where I am at all times. Mm-hmm. I don't care about that because I know that I'm doing nothing sneaky. Mm-hmm. And, I, and, and I know that many of the time that she wants to know where I am, it's because she worries about me. Yeah, she, she cares. She, she cares about my safety. But other men or women who want to know where their significant other is just because they demand to know, that to me is a little bit of a red flag. It is. To be very yeah. honest with you. Yeah. And it's like, I don't want to encourage red flags. I want to disable them. Exactly. And if you have to sit down with this man and say, hey, listen, man, I, I don't know what, what the deal is, but you, you're bugging, bro. We got to work something out. Yeah. You, At the end of the day, communication is the mo- one of the most important things. So communicate that. And as we suggested, you know, counseling. Yeah. My thing is the fact that they've been together for five years. Like, that- how, how long has this been going on for? I'm not gonna lie, uh, sis. It's it's giving that maybe you did something. Really? Because I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking. Really? No, I was thinking like in a past relationship, he probably suffered through something. Well, here's the thing. Sure, let's say that that did happen. If he started this out, then maybe. But if he's been going through that for five years, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he's doing this. Then that tells me maybe I'm not saying that she did nothing, right? But maybe he interprets that she did something wrong, mm. and I and and you know at the end of the day I feel like we well the Bible says that we are to be makers of peace, and in every way, shape, or form that you can influence peace in your household, I would advocate for that. But if that's going to enable manipulative behavior. Which is to demand to know where you are and at all times behavior. for no reason. Because that's the thing. Again, if you're married, which I don't even... T- if, if you're like just dating, I don't even encourage you to do this. If you're married, you are legally married and you love each other. You have a deeper level of commitment. Then sure, your spouse has the right to know where you are. I'm sorry if that if a lot of you don't like that. But it's my way of thinking. Because I will never question my wife where she is. But I'll, hey baby, what you doing? Oh, I'm here. You that, trust her. That's simple because I trust her and she trusts me. Mm-hmm. But if there is a, a underlying layer of distrust, encouraging that does not seem like a good idea to me. Mm-hmm. Got to figure out why this man. Yeah. Is, is got to get to the root of it. Yeah. Got to get to. And, and, you know, again, therapy. Is, I feel like therapy is going to be the answer to most of these things. But but that's. And if therapy isn't, you just got to as a, as a woman, you got to make sure that. You speak to him in a place where he feels safe. Yeah. Because some men are, some men are, I don't want to say afraid, but some men are, let's say, let's say shy when it comes to therapy. They don't really right. want to speak to a random stranger. No. So you got to, as the woman, I feel like you got to come in your feminine energy and sit him down and just have a grown up uh, conversation, you know, not lover to lover, but friends to friends. Yeah. You can just be like, all right, bro, what's going on? Yeah. Like this like, is, it's like, know, this is being, this is ridiculous. Like the reason why I'm, I'm, I'm sitting down is because it worries me. Yeah. And I want us to be better. Yeah. And it might be the fact that something did happen in the past relationship and she doesn't know about it. That too. Which if you're together for five years, I feel like that's the window has passed for you for you to be disclosing these things now. Unless it was that traumatic, but let's just Yeah, but in my opinion, if it was that traumatic and you still haven't gotten over that, you're better off single. Till you heal that. Till you heal. Because that's yeah. the thing. We forget to heal so many times. A lot of people, they have five relationships in the span of six months. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, no. You... It's like that example that I gave that one time. When, you know, you cut your hand. You cut your hand. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, And instead yeah, of putting yeah. a band-aid over it, you just come over and shake somebody else's hand. Yeah, that's kind of, that's a gross example, but I, the, the imagery does it justice. Yeah. Yeah, it, it gets infected, doesn't heal. You contaminate other people because the people who are giving you your hand most likely also have a cut on their hand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, no, heal. Take your time. Guess what? You, you're going to be okay. And like, if that person loves you, they're going to be with you through the healing process. Exactly. Or, but here's the thing, in my opinion, if you are a mature man, I would not even include anyone else in the healing process. Heal on That's if own. you're single, though, I'm saying. Exactly. But like you're if, you're, if you're healing, like as you're with somebody and they're willing to be with you as you heal, yeah. then that's what I mean. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, you want to move on to the next question? Yeah. All right. Uh, sis, in the meantime, just go to therapy. Pray. Both of y'all. Pray, go to therapy. I suggest he go to individual therapy for a little bit too. Go ahead. Next question. Uh, my husband left me because I work third shift at a hospital. And even though he works, also, I always do all the housework. He said my job, parentheses, three shifts a week takes up too much of my time. And I beg him to help with housework. He said I'm a half-assed mother to my kids and half-assed wife to him. There are times when I'm going two, three days without sleep and just want a little help. Was I in the wrong? Let me know if you want me to repeat certain details. Hmm. Well, let's just let's move on it slowly. She works at a hospital, third shift, yeah. night shift. Yeah, the graveyard shift. Yeah. Um, she does all the housework, she says. He works and she does all the housework. He has, he has three shifts. He works three shifts a week at his job. Not three jobs, three shifts. And it takes too much of his time. Maybe it's rota- it was rotating shifts. Oh, no, his, his, no, never mind. She said, he said my job, three shifts a week. So her job, the hospital's job, which makes sense because it's a hospital. Yeah. She works three different shifts a week, which takes up too much of her time. And she begs him to help him. Okay. I wonder if he got a job. That She doesn't say that there. But, you know, then he blames her by saying she's a half-assed mother to her two kids and half-assed wife to him. All right. All right. So here's here's where I'm going to start with this. The moment you start name-calling... And accusing people, yeah. you lost. Disrespect. Like, disrespect is never going to get you anywhere. And it shouldn't be tolerated either. No, like, and we, financial, again, we're, we were talking about finances earlier. Financial well-being is important. It's very important to any relationship. Mm-hmm. I will say this. As a, I'm not sure if she's a nurse. If she does it say that she was a nurse, she just works at a hospital. Works at a hospital. Let's assume yeah. that she's a nurse or right. even a CNA, right? Okay. Most of the time, you're on call. You don't you don't get to choose what shifts you work. Do By the way, yeah, the husband left. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I was I was getting yeah. to that. You don't get to choose what shift you work. During the pandemic, the the demand for nurses was through the roof, and it can be called on. Like you could be at home just chilling and just and then, hey, listen. We need you in the ICU. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of a lot of things that involve that career. We also have to honor the fact, again, assuming that she's a nurse, even if you're a CNA, you went to school for this. You got your nursing license. You put effort, time, 
you sweat over those textbooks. And I know medical field is one of the hardest fields. The medical field is no joke, it's bro. Nuts. Like to get in there to actually be working, and then you have somebody breathing down your neck demanding, like, yo, this isn't working for me. What? You're not doing enough. What? And you're a mother of two. Bro. Mother of three, because the way he was acting to me is really childish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Go to ahead. answer your question, no, I don't think you were in the wrong. By any means, a spouse should be your helper. There's no, I, don't, I personally don't believe in um in gender roles. Obviously, there's some things in the house that obviously a man's gonna do. I kind of do. <laughs> there's some. I'm, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, go there, ahead. There's certain things like mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, heavy, you know, heavy duty. If you're if you're if you're a woman who does that, I applaud you, and you want to do that, I applaud you. But if he sees that you're busting busting your butt working and being a mother and cleaning the house and he is not helping to be honest you just got a blessing in disguise and you don't even know it yeah yep that's true but it's never here's the thing bro when there's kids involved and you're married that kind of like the whole thing shifts for me it changes because bro you left your wife because she was trying to make it happen and you weren't helping that's the thing. She was begging you to help in the house. Literally. Literally. She was begging you, yo, bro, please just the, the, the what you eat, the dish that you ate in, just wash it. Yeah. I can imagine. I don't know why I always keep going back to dirty dishes. I feel like there's some symbolic meaning in those things, bro. It's like. You the, got personal beef. I do because I hate doing dishes, but that's a whole different thing. And, and, and assuming that this guy, your husband, ex-husband didn't work. I'm assuming that he didn't because you didn't add that detail. Yeah. That means he was in the house all day. Which, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Go off, King, because this is, this is, I know you. Uh, I know you. I have a really incompetent fathers and husbands piss me off. Because nobody told you to marry that woman. And nobody told you not to pull out. Yeah. Like you, those are two things that were your decision to to make. Hundred percent. If if you got married because you felt pressure, then you're a coward. I'm sorry. And the one thing you actually, because those things were choices. Yeah. Being married, getting married, and having kids, those were choices. Now the one choice you don't have is the one to be a man because that's what God created you to be. Oh. And you failed in the one thing that you actually had to do. Like your design is to protect and to provide. Listen, this is what I'm saying. I don't believe in, you know, the whole gender role stereotype, but there are certain things that I believe a man is supposed to do. And you failed at the two basic things, protecting and providing. Yeah. Why are you not protecting your wife against the the emotional turmoil that occurs in a hospital room? Do you know, bro, let's just assume that she was working in the emergency room. Do you know the amount of stress these people go through? It is, un- and then on top of that, let's just, let's just throw the pandemic on top of that, with all that stuff. She went to school thinking that her career was going to be, you know, something that her husband was going to support. And here, this bum, because I'm going to call you a bum, brother. Here you are, accusing your wife of being a half-ass wife and a half-ass a mother. mother. Bro, she deserved to leave you. That's what I'm saying. It's a blessing in disguise. I feel like he took the easy way out because he, here's the thing. Of course he did. Here's the thing. 
There is such a thing as too much woman for a man. Mm. Mm. There is such a thing as a man not being able to handle a woman who got her stuff together. Mm -hmm. Or trying to. And, you know, they feel intimidated because they see, okay, my wife, she's working all these shifts. She's bringing more money than I am. They're, I go again with the men feeling intimidated yeah. by by women making more money than, money than they do. And then they're like, I'm not going to take care of these kids. These are her kids. She's supposed to be the one taking care of the kids. Don't even know how to change a diaper. Crazy. Don't, don't know how to prepare the formula for the baby. Crazy. Don't know what it is to take a kid to a doctor's appointment. Don't know how to make a doctor's appointment. Don't even know Crazy. who the doctor is. Crazy. I promise you. I promise you that there are men listening to this podcast right now that have kids that do not know who the doctor of their children are. Brother, listen to me. Again, I'm not coming at you. I'm even like, I, I am coming for this one. Coming for I'm coming for this neck, one. Boy. I'm not coming at you, but listen to me. If you are a father and you do not know the name of your kid's doctors, you have a lot of internal work to do. I don't want you to give up. I want you to do better. And Be that's speaking met metaphorically. That's important. But if basically if you're not in your child's life as you should be. Exactly. Exactly what, my point. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you helping your wife take all the load off your wife? Because in this situation, in this case... She's working all these shifts, and you expect her to be the cook. Oh, the he wanted cleaner. her mom. He wanted her mom. Man, I bet you he was Dominican, bro. Oh, <laughs> oh, I. S oh my God! Listen, listen. You gotta apologize I, now. No, I, no, I'm to not. The whole race. No, I'm, I can say that because I'm Dominican, and I can see the 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 amount of of nonsense that goes on in my culture. Not by the way. Not the ones that are raised here. Okay. Okay. The yeah. ones that are raised in DR by their moms who are coddling them, mm -hmm. waking up at five o'clock in the morning yeah. to make this man breakfast, dinner, everything, cleaning their clothes. They come home to. That disgusts me, bro. Mm -hmm. Why is your mother? You are twenty-seven years old. Why is your mother doing all these things for you? Shouldn't you be taking the load off for her? But then, fine. I'm gonna go back to it. I'm going back to it. Apologize to all the Dominicans. There you go. I, I, I said it. I apologize. You, you didn't really have to do I, it. I, I wasn't going to. I don't mean it, by the way. I'm being sarcastic. Okay. But <laughs> this, these men want mothers for wives. Mm -hmm. They want them to take care of their, their laundry, which, by the way, when my wife does laundry for me, I feel loved. But guess what? I also do laundry in this house. They want them to take care of their food, which, by the way, my wife is the one who cooks the majority of the food here. But I also like to cook with her because that's a beautiful way to spend time on her. Yeah. Th these men want them to take care of their children. Yes, I would love for my wife to take care of my kids because I don't want anyone else raising my kids. Of course. But you have to be involved in that kid's life. You don't even know the name of your teachers, bro. And the kids see that, and that's a dangerous thing because the kids see their their mom again busting their her butt every single day and doing what she needs to do around the house. And the kids see that, and just they they just they just see what not to be as a man. Yeah. But also, it's a dangerous game because, and it's a good thing she you know he left because if that would have kept on going, they would have just seen that as a woman you can tolerate certain things that you shouldn't. Yeah, but here's the thing, bro. Here's what, I always go back to this. Sure, it, for her. If he was not going to change, it was an excellent thing that he left. Yeah. But I always hold out hope, for whatever reason, against my better judgment, 
for men to realize how stupid they can be and say, wait, I'm about to lose the biggest blessing that came into my life. And I, it's like I want them to click. Hey, I'm sorry. This was a bunch of BS. I, I was in the wrong. Let's change it. Let me see what she should do now. Send him this podcast, this episode. I hope she does. Hope she Th- does. That would be my sprinkle of hope for that. Because if nobody's going to speak sense into, his, into this man's ear. Yeah, but then again, does she even want him in, at this point? Because you were doing all this work. You were getting, you were getting it done. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Let's assume that the brother had a job, which I hope he did. Because if he didn't have a job, then this man is garbage to me. But you really, bro. Listen, I have <laughs> I have a short tolerance level for men who can be great husbands, mm-hmm. and then they choose not to be. And this is what this is for. Exactly, so we can avoid this. If you are a man and you see that your wife is constantly begging you for your help around the house, she is. I just want you to know, she is. Asking you to do something that she shouldn't even have to ask you for. And if this is you, like not not this person in the question, but if you're a man and you're listening to this right now, take it as a as a sign of God. Yeah. Because maybe maybe you're not that extreme, but maybe there's certain things that you need to kind of just put an extra eye on to make sure they don't slip out of your hands. So I suggest taking this as a sign and being like, okay. Looking at yourself in the mirror, not saying, oh, that guy was trash, but also just being like, you know, in what areas am I trash? Exactly. You know? Exactly. Because sometimes women won't speak up, unfortunately. But sometimes some things are just too big to ignore. Yeah, no. And then they'll, they'll be like, oh, well, I take out the trash. Yeah, but then she has to replace a trash bag that you forgot to replace. Like the things that you think you do, you don't even do it right. Yeah. So... Like Oscar saying, keep an eye on what you think you're struggling with because we all have room for improvement. Mm-hmm. And for those men who are competent, for those men who are actually getting it done, we salute you. We applaud you. You are, unfortunately, a minority. You are a minority in what should be a grand majority of men. Exactly. But that's why we're doing this. We want to help reform the mind of the modern man, the modern husband who thinks that he can handle a marriage but really can't. Let's go to the next question. Next question. Yes, sir. Which is the last one, by the way. Hello. I was sent your I shouldn't have to change video. And the question I have is, how would I respectfully tell her she needs to change also? Because she is the type to always say, throw the whole man away. It's annoying to hear it every day. What do I do? I'm glad we got a guy question, by the way. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah. It shows that it shows that, you know. There's interest. There's interest. Exactly. But this... This doesn't come off as I want to change. It comes off of as a, but she doesn't change. Mm-hmm. If you want to say something, go ahead. I'll go after you. Uh, hold on, because I'm kind of rereading it. So Okay. Tell her she needs to also change. Okay, yeah. My, I mean, my question is, what do you have to change in? Like, what does she say that you have to change in? Right. Because it's kind of a hard question to go off of because it just kind of seems like we're third party in an argument that we have no information on yeah but again we all three questions that we read we've gone off of assumptions so let's not stop now first and foremost if she sent you this video what was your video about by the way the, i shouldn't all right let, let me let me all right look good let me add some context to yeah. that the video i made 
I was talking about how a lot of people say I shouldn't have to change for someone. They should accept me as who I am. And if not, then they're not the person that's meant to be with me. And I have an issue with that sentiment because number one, we're going to change regardless. Mm-hmm. Change is something that is inevitable, is natural in the human life. In fact, every five years, you're basically, you have a different personality. Right. So change is something that not only are you shouldn't, you shouldn't withhold, but you can't withhold. You're going to be different anyway. Number two, if I go into a relationship with bad habits, because it, it, what strikes me is that when many people say that they should not have to change are always bad habits. Oh, I shouldn't have to. We're going to go back to it yet again. I shouldn't have to stop gaming as much as I game just because she tells me not to game. Mm-hmm. Bro, yes, you do. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you went into a new relationship. This is a step up. This is something different. You did not have this before. And yes, you are going to have to sacrifice certain things that maybe you like to do, but then you have something much more important, which is your wife or your girl. Right. So if you are putting your wife and a PlayStation on the same scale and balance, like, oh, what? Then I I doubt, I have my questions as to whether or not you should even be in a relationship to begin with. Now, to kind of answer the question, um, and because I, I, I feel like I can speak a little bit on it because of my personal experiences. Um, never, one, is never good to point the finger. It's always good to just reevaluate yourself. And only good can come from out of it. So if she's asking for you to change and you, and you want her to change as well, if she loves you, she'll change because you changed. Yes. I I agree with that. She'll if she loves you, she'll change because you changed. And at the end of the day, now change isn't bad. If it's something that's bothering your person that you love, then change is good. And at the end of the day, if you change for the better and she still hasn't changed, she's only losing. Yeah. Cause yeah. then what's gonna happen is your change is gonna you're gonna feel like you've outgrown her. And what's gonna happen is that she's either gonna leave because she feels intimidated. Or you're going to leave because you feel like you can do better now. Precisely. And, and, you know, we're not asking you to change core parts of your personality. No. Like, if you are somebody who is outgoing, that's just who you are. Yeah. Like, if you married an introvert, then you're going to have to deal with her being introverted, and she's going to have to deal with you being extroverted. Mm-hmm. Like, those are things that are natural. Some people have different personality types. Like, I don't really do the whole engram thing, but to a certain degree, people are different. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing. But if she sent you this video, then there is a possibility that she may have asked you to change something in the past and you refuse to do so. The appropriate answer to that is not to say, well, you have to change too. Mm-hmm. Well, no. What What is my motto? Look inward and be better. And what does the Bible say about like the the needle thing? Like taking the, your a Oh, no, no, not, not the needle, the... I know what you mean. Like, before you see a speck in your brother's eye, look at basically the beam, mm-hmm. <laughs> the beam that's in your eye. Right. Uh, and, you know, this is assuming that you believe in the Bible. I know that many people who are listening to this podcast do not. We do. We are men of faith. That's still a morally, like. Exactly. But, no, it's, it's an excellent analogy that Jesus made. Yeah. Listen, 
before you try to critique the tiny thing that you see in the other person's eye, in the other person's life, look at the big issue that you have and fix that. Mm -hmm. Because once you fix that, you will see exactly how small that is. And mm -hmm. it might not bother you as much. And like I said, if, if, if she really loves you, like she will follow pursuit. She'll see that as encouragement and be like, okay, you know, it's my turn. Yes. Also, growth is contagious. Mm -hmm. Positive growth is contagious. If you are living in a house with a person who is putting in the effort, who's trying to grow, who's trying to better themselves as a person, who's trying to better themselves as a person for you, because that's the thing. It is for you. Yeah. They want to make the marriage better. Right. You cannot just ignore that. You can't just not grow simultaneously. Mm -hmm. You know, you might, it might take some time for you to catch on, but you're going to do it anyway. Right. So now with that being said, I have a personal testimony about this. My wife and I, as you know, we love each other dearly. I will die for this woman. Ugh. And I will say that with my whole chest. Yes. Yes, I will. However, we are two completely different people. Yeah, 100%. We are two completely different people. She thinks one way and I think the other way. And I feel like that's, one of, that's a good thing to have to a certain degree. Sometimes, yeah. You know, when I first got married to my wife, there were certain things about her that kind of like, yo... I don't like this. I don't like this. And I would pray to God, God, can you just change this about her? Can you just change, just, just tweak, tweak, a little tweak bit. this a little bit here? And then it will always come back at me. Yeah, but you, you should probably change yourself. Mm -hmm. Like you have this that she doesn't like. Mm -hmm. And whenever I made an effort to change myself, I always saw that thing in my wife either disappear or become something that I loved, not something that I wanted to see go away. So right now, if you two are, are at each other's throats, because, oh, you change. No, you change. No, that is never going to turn into anything positive. Exactly. Just come in. Be, I, I'm, in my recommendation, if, if it was my relationship, what I would start doing is I would start finding things that can benefit both of us for that, you know, guide us to change. Yeah. Whether it can be, you know. I would say the extreme in this case would be like counseling, but you know, maybe you can find common, common ground in finding like a podcast that's good for relationship health. Like this one. Like this one. But finding, you know, like just reading a book together that's based off that as well. Yeah. Cause then there, there comes a certain humility when you, when you, when you understand that you, that you got to change as well. Yeah. And you know what? I'll, I'll, let's take that book example. I recommend, which we might do a giveaway. Who knows? Sure, let's do it. Let's do a giveaway. Stay tuned. Let's do a giveaway. Get the book, The Five Love Languages. The Five Love Languages. You know by who? who? Who's the author? Uh, Gary something. I think there's a few out there. No, but the book, The Five Love Languages, it's it's a book by, by one person. Okay. But my listen, my wife bought me that book. Because we, at the beginning of our, of our relationship, we loved each other, but there was a certain frequency that we were not tuning into at the same time. Right. And she's like, all right. She did her research as the amazing woman that she is. She put in the effort. She said, all right, so here's a problem. You have certain love languages that I don't know of or you don't know of, and I have certain love languages that I have to find out about and you have to uh, acknowledge. 
as soon as we started to actually understand what our love languages were, these little things of having to change this, 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 and that, it became more of how do I want to be loved and how can I reciprocate that love? Right. For example, let's say that my wife, I'm going to put myself in this scenario. Let's say that my wife does not want me to spend too much time on my phone, right? What I've noticed is it's not that she wants to control what I do. It's not that she just wants me to change. Mm-hmm. It's that she wants me to acknowledge and press into her love language, which is quality time. She wants to spend time with me. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to spend time with me and the phone. Yeah, exactly. Or let's say that, I don't know, I want my wife to have more sex with me. I want, I want her to be more sex in my marriage. She always has this, this, and that. It's not that I want her to change her sex drive, which is a real conversation. That is a real conversation. That is a real conversation. Many times sex drives do not match up for a multitude of reasons. Sex is just as psychological as it is physical. Exactly. But you're not ready for that conversation. But what I'm going to... Maybe they are. (laughs) Maybe they are. But what I'm going with with this is I am not demanding that my wife magically alter her sex drive. Mm -hmm. I want her to honor my love language which is physical touch right so in this case i can't believe it i took it to this turn yo <laughs> i was just trying to love you how, yo, how you want to be loved for bro. those of you who don't know oscar just caressed my hand i love you too bro anyway for those of you who don't know your love language is important and it is your responsibility responsibility to figure out what your love language is and communicate that effectively to your partner that is what you have to do so again i can't believe that this took this giant swing into oh she wants me to change no acknowledge what your love languages are honor them and you will see that you're gonna stop uh demanding that people change it and there's one more thing i want to add to this go for it a lot of people don't like to hear this but i'm telling you it is the key to a successful relationship Marriages thrive on servitude-based models. If you wake up every day, both of you, with the intention of outserving that person next to you. Making each other's lives easier. Exactly. What can I do for this man so that he doesn't have to do it? What can I do for this woman to make her day go by a lot quicker, a lot better? Mm -hmm. If you wake up with that mentality, you're going to stop keeping tabs on each other. Yeah. Because if, let's say, I'm just going to give you an example. Let's say that I was going to wake up one day and mow the lawn. And then I get up and I see my wife already on the rider mowing the lawn, which I know that's something I'm never going to see. <laughs> I know. Knowing Carmen, yeah. Well, I like mowing the lawn. That's, that's what it is. But I see her over there. She beat me to doing something that I had to do. So now I'm going to go ahead and pick up those dishes, which I hate, but I would rather do that instead of seeing her do it. Oh, I was going to do the dishes while I was going to mow the lawn. And guess what? We're not keeping tabs on each other. And you know what happens in many cases like that? Like for that perfect example, a lot of men get complacent and they're like, oh, I don't got to do anything for the rest of the day because she already did the one chore that. Yep. And that... Obviously, that's a no because this man just kind of gave you basically the formula. Like, if you see that happening, just race to the next thing. Yeah. Go. Things got to get done. What can you do? And you know what? My wife was telling, well, we were talking about this uh, some time ago. And we, she came to the conclusion, babe, the reason why we try to do this is because 
We want to spend as little time doing chores and spend as much time as we can together. Like DJ Khaled <laughs> on, on TikTok. Together we're better. And then he just walks away. He's annoying, but that's a real thing. Yeah, he's really annoying. That's a real thing. DJ Khaled, Jesus loves you. Anyway, um, yeah, man. Outserve each other and figure out each other's love languages. Man, that, that's... I think that's a wrap for today. It might be a wrap for today. Do you have anything else to say? I don't, but <laughs> then it's it might be a wrap. It's a wrap. Uh yeah, uh keep sending me questions. We will read them. We'll the, we'll get to them. We'll, it's a lot. It's I have but we appreciate you guys' interaction with us. Yeah. Uh and uh share this podcast with somebody that you think needs to hear it. We do get a little bit uncomfortable on this one. Yeah, this one was but we got a new episode releasing this week. Yeah. Let's not date it. Let's not date no, it. No, I'm not going to date it, but yeah. it, it's definitely going to be this week, though. We're, we're, we release episodes weekly. And, uh, you know, just stay tuned and thank you so much for having us. And thank you for the ones who pulled up to the live as well. This is new to us, but definitely, definitely enjoy having you guys here visually. Absolutely. Well. Yeah, when I when I get off the... When we start recording, I'll grab it and talk to them for a little bit. But... Uh, this has been Stay Uncomfortable. My name is Johan. And your boy O. Dr. O. We're doing it? Just nah, O. Just o. <laughs> All right. Y'all take it easy. Be safe.